What is going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex podcast. I'm your host, Steve V, and this is episode 369. Love that number there. Uh, Post Memorial Day weekend. Hoping you all had a great long weekend. Uh, Still, when recording this in Palm Springs, hanging out with some friends. Had a great time post Cyber Socket Awards and even hung out with one of the winners throughout the weekend. Best Twink Award winner, Luke Trung. Trying to get him on the show. He said he'll do it, so stay tuned for that. Well, on this episode of Tags Podcast, I get to interview two of the co-creators of Baloney, an under-the-covers look at queer male burlesque. It's a running show quarterly in San Francisco at the Oasis, and there's a brand new documentary coming out July 7th on VOD. You'll want to check it out, but first... Let's hear my conversation with the co-creators, Michael Phyllis and Rory Davis. Well, I'm very excited today to have two of the co-creators of Baloney. Baloney is a San, Francis- San Francisco's first and openly gay all-male review created by partners Rory Davis and Michael Phyllis. Baloney brings fantasies to life on stage. We focus on story, substance, and character. We entertain, we explore sexuality, we provoke discussion and stimulate discovery. We celebrate body diversity, gender diversity, and queer sexuality in all of its many forms. And there's the brand new documentary coming out uh, June 7th, Baloney, and under the covers look at queer male burlesque. I'm excited to be joined by the co-creators, Michael Phyllis and Rory Davis. How you guys doing? Hey, Steve. Doing well. Thanks for having us. Yes, yeah, Steve. I'm, yes. Coming, I'm coming to you live from the Jersey Shore, my parents' shore house. So hopefully we'll be talking about some real dirty stuff today. <laughs> Absolutely. We can definitely get into it. You're, And I'm on the West Coast. I'm normally in New York, but in Palm Springs. So I love the power of connection here. Well, you guys, I saw... The, I actually saw the documentary and I love, it makes me want to see the show. Um, you know, I have to first ask because the pandemic has, you know, affected so many creative lives in arts and culture. In the film, do you, we see you guys get creative towards the end with the big gay car wash, which was so fun just to kind of get the guys back together again how does it feel to be back because i know you're gonna you have an upcoming show after a couple of years off yeah um i mean it's been such a whirlwind past couple years for any performer um anybody that does live stage stuff it's been a really tough year and especially for a show like baloney that is so much about intimacy so much about connecting with our audience physically um, we really, uh, we had to take a, a big pause, obviously, for the last couple of years. So in doing the car wash was a way to get our folks back out there, get, um, get people paid to perform and to just give some, the city of San Francisco, a little bit of, um, fun interaction, even though they were safely in their cars, uh, and everybody right. was wearing masks. It was a way to get the show, get people to a show again. And it was so 
wonderful to see those beaming faces as people just press their butts and their boobs and their balls all over their cars. <laughs> um, now we're, you know, we did our first show back at, uh, at our home venue of Oasis in San Francisco in September of last year. So that was actually our first uh, back on the stage. Uh, it felt so good just to be back, to be back in the room with people. Even if the, when the audience was fully masked, it, it still was just a great, just a great feeling to be doing what we do again. So this will be our third show back, uh, fourth, fourth show back. Actually, we, we had to move our new year's show because of the Omicron variant. You know, we've just been riding this wave of right. wanting to do the show and having to do it differently where we have to have everything understudied and really be very careful about, you know, planning just in case anybody has to drop the show or if any changes need to be made to the audience, you know, we're, we're sort of at the, at the whims of health code stuff. So we're just sort of, um, we're doing the show in a new way where we're just trying to be really flexible about all of that and still give the audience that crazy, wild, uh, dirty concert hall feeling that they're used to. Right. Our whole, our whole lives, things were the show must go on. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, the show not happening. And then it was the show might go on. And I think we're hopefully, <laughs> right. hopefully getting back into, you know, the, the first way that it was now, like back to the show must go on. Yes. Nice. Oh, well, we're happy to have you back. Well, the show is steamy. It's erotic. It's raunchy. It makes you think. I can tell all in the documentary which is why I want to see it. But I have to ask you guys, you guys are co-creators, but I realize you guys are partners in real life. What's it like working together and being in a relationship? Uh, Roy's laughing. What are you laughing at, dear? No, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, be careful now. Tread lightly. Actually, you know what? This is sort of like if we were side by side, I would just be gesturing, you know, and being like, take it away. You know? but right. We're, we're, we're right. Like, so I'm like, Michael, what do we do? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll say when we when we first started, you know, this, this whole show kind of came out of uh, Roy and I had worked together for years before we ever did Baloney. Um, we actually met working together on stage um, in a drag number that Rory choreographed for our friend Peaches Christ. He did a, a Heather's drag uh, drag number and he needed a, a biff to come out and get shot and lay on the stage naked for the rest of the number. So when I, when I met Michael, I was dressed as Christian Slater, like in a, in a, with an iPhone box on my chest for the dynamite and the works and gave him a hug. And I was like, stand there. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that's the beginning of our relationship. So I, I'd say that we're really used to working together. You know, usually Roy would choreograph and I would be one of the dancers in one of these um, drag numbers that we'd done for years. And when the opportunity came to do our own show at Oasis, we sort of knew all of these fabulous backup boys that had been working with Queens for years, doing these scantily clad numbers where we all, you know, make the frame around a, a queen who usually looks so amazing, but also can't dance because she has a, a huge wig a corset a nine inch heels you know so we were the ones making the show all around her and, and setting her up to be fabulous um so we sort of thought what if we just do a show where we kind of take the queen out of it and we just bring these boys that have been the backup to the front the whole time um and you know i was just like what if we combine our our loves of performance and porn and um and that's where the first baloney kind of came out of where we we combined our forces i directed it and hosted it Rory choreographed it and i think we neither of us really thought that this would be something that we'd be doing almost 10 years later you know it was just kind of a lark it was kind of a way to do a show that had never been done before 
And then the the electricity of that first show was really the thing that we thought, okay, this we got to keep doing this. There's obviously an audience for this. We sold out beyond capacity, so we had to keep doing it. So now I'd say eight years later, we're still figuring out how to work really well together. I think that the the hard part about working with your partner and living with them is where does where's the where are the boundaries around work right yeah when do you clock out and i think we both are are have different styles too rory likes to get the syllabus on day one of the class and do all the reading <laughs> and be read and do all his homework right then i'm a big procrastinator i only like to do it the <laughs> night before and that's when i really jump into gear so we've definitely had some friction between those two styles he's also a morning person i am not a morning person i'll often wake up and i look and he's like there sitting at the edge of the bed like so what do you think about the number in the second act i'm like yeah, i don't know yeah. i need coffee <laughs> right right <laughs> there have been times where you know i'm up earlier so i know like okay this emergency came up and then there's this we have to deal with this so he's like waking up and i hand him a cup of coffee and i'm like okay this person's sick we gotta fix this and he's like can i have five minutes please <laughs> <laughs> so that that aside i mean it is it is also kind of great that like what we were there for each other we we are so invested in the show um it's our baby you know and I, I guess just like any other parent, I don't really know what what how it is to be an actual parent, but to be the parent of a show, it's just it's always there. You always have to be thinking about it and be taking care of it. But I think we've gotten better over these eight years about exactly how to do that and how to mesh our styles together to make it the best it can be. Right. Right. Well, one of the things I love in the film that we get to see is that you give a lot of people watching the show inspiration to go for your dreams especially in the creative arts where if you just have you know a passion sometimes you know people are working a million other jobs to make it happen you kind of you in particular michael dive deep into putting baloney on and, and give up a career job that you had was it in tech that yeah. you had yeah that's right yeah and i think the film's really going to resonate with a lot of people to really just you want to you have to get serious about it there's going to be a lot of hard work but you can do it do you guys do this for the most part full time now we do we do and that's been a, a journey as well for both of us i mean we've both had obviously you know living in san francisco as you know uh is yes. very expensive and it always has been even before the tech boom but i'd say that that even more exacerbated the the money inequality in the Bay Area. And so many of our artist friends did have to move out of the Bay Area um, at certain points in the last decade. Um, and we got got really close. We've, we've, we're used to living on the knife's edge, I'd say, in terms of, uh, of money. So that's, that wasn't as big an adjustment for us. We, 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 we've been living that, that lifestyle for a long time. But um, I guess what the adjustment has been is um, finding stuff that resonates with the new audience in the Bay Area. You know, we've we've watched the the just the makeup of audience and who's buying tickets has changed over the last decade as well in interesting ways. So, with uh, with young tech workers coming into the city, we're trying to find shows that resonate with them that. Um, you know, plus the old guard queer queerdos that, that yeah. still live here and always will. Um, you know, we tr and, and that's another reason why Baloney was um, something that we wanted to keep doing was because it resonated across all 
different ages, all different walks of life, you know, gay sex just has that way of bringing people together. So, um, so, so we've been, uh, it's been difficult for sure to, to kind of find the thing, but I'd say for any, for any artist that is looking to make that, that leap, uh, please watch the movie, you know, see, see kind of how we did it and what inspired us. It really, mine personally came out of, uh, pain. I just needed to get out of the the tech world. It was driving me crazy because my art was, beca- my life was becoming a life without art. And I think that when you're an artist of any kind, professional or passion wise, you, you need that in your life, no matter what shape it takes. So, right. and so when we took when the leap. You're spending all of your time doing like you know money or not. If your whole day is taken up doing something that your heart isn't really in, especially for the two of us, it was like every second that we weren't creating or making something like this, it was like a second wasted. No matter how much money you're making, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Right. So, and a lot of people have the experience of making the art, but I think that it's the selling of the art that is the challenge, and that's what I would I would advise people. You know, find find the thing that feeds your soul to make, but also find something that the world is waiting for in some way, so that you can start to get to the place where you can make money off of your art and hopefully transition to that full time. Turns out it's naked boys in San Francisco. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a key point too. It's like find it and how to elevate it so that it's you have an audience and you can live off of it. I loved that about the movie and people should really see it. Well, the film and the show, Baloney, really gives audience permission to explore their fantasies and their sexualities. Um, you know, I was thinking about it and it's funny that in 2022, many queer people are you know, they're sexually free, but in the show and the film, we learned that many of us didn't have any positive examples of our sexuality. I certainly didn't. And, you know, we hid from our feelings of sexuality, but I, in the show, um, how much of your own sexuality have you seen evolved um, in the show? And how, how do you explore all that? Oh, I mean, it's so much. So, Michael, wouldn't you even say at the beginning when we were first starting, remember it kind of took like, daddy will backstage being so comfortable like being even naked in front of one another like it, it used to be even a little bit more like close collared about that wouldn't you say like oh yeah daddy will who we were speaking about earlier who's been on the show yes daddy will yes contract. i was uh, i, I we, uh, michael and i were talking rory that uh, we love um will tantra he's been on our show here and i we were both gymnasts at uc berkeley so to see him in the film and in baloney i was so excited to see him i love oh him God, yeah. so yes yes so He's coming back getting, in September. So we're getting your sloppy seconds then is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I had such a, I told him on the show that I had, you know, he was a few years uh, above me at UC Berkeley on the gymnastic team, but we would go at, when I was in high school and watch the UC Berkeley team. And I told him on our show that I always lusted after him. And, and he was like, oh, you should have tried something. And he, he says, well, there's still time. So I said, yes, I, we need to make that happened Absolutely. there you go and funny enough, yeah this, even right now like this situation right now this is a lot of time how numbers and scenes so with Baloney, kind of what you'll see with the film too is that it's not magic mike it's not a row of five guys dancing to it's raining men it's like stories that play out it's kind of universal in that way where besides the host on the microphone which is michael a song plays 
and a scene plays out with the music playing and like the music itself kind of speaks for what's going on. Um, but what you were just saying, like sometimes the slightest stories like that, where it's like, oh, a gymnastics team. And I lusted after this guy that was a few years older than me. Like the, the simplest little thing like that can plant a seed for us where we're like, oh, that might be a great scene for us to do. So you never know where the inspiration, where things come from. And then even something like that, like your sexual journey, your awakening, you might see that on stage at some point, you know, we'd let you know and be like, Hey, we took your story. Come see. Oh, I would love to see that. (laughs) Absolutely. And there was, there's definitely a part where I'm, I'm coming from the, you know, the acting world and, and, you know, there were times early in my career where there, you know, maybe working at a gay theater, there would be pressure or it was written into the part to be naked on right. stage. And I really rejected that as a young actor, you know, th- fresh out of college, you know, I, I want to be- You were a serious actor. I'm serious. I want to be respected for my craft, not <laughs> for my body. I'm and <laughs> Even if it is artistic. <laughs> right, right. You know, and, uh, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm only getting $100 for this whole seven week run anyway. You know, it's just just a lot of things where it was, um, there was a lot of blockage to me personally to to taking off my clothes. And it really wasn't until Baloney, where I it didn't even do that for the longest time, where as the host, I sort of could participate in the show in a different way but it is really amazing how i've noticed in myself and in our cast this level of comfort in our own skin now that we're and we're no different physically than we were before you know we don't we certainly don't require anybody to make any body changes to be in our show we do not want you to lose weight or trim your body hair or work out nine times a day we want you exactly as you are we think that that that's what's sexy so everybody started to own that too yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about that because I wanted um, in there's such body positivity in the show. Very, like you said, varied types of bodies. I love the various ages, even on stage. Yeah. But, you know, so many of us, gay men in particular, suffer, suffer from body issues. And so I love the inclusivity. And you're right, you're giving permission to everybody in your audience that you can be sexual and explore your sexuality wherever you're at now. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's so and, important yeah. to us. You know, what was interesting too was that Michael, like, wouldn't you say too, in the different cities that we've played, it was interesting to see how either because of age or because of body type or, you know, that stuff. Like when we went to Palm Springs, some of the more like up-to-date jokes and like tech things and stuff, we were like, I don't think this crowd necessarily gets this. But then, <laughs> and then when, when our film played in LA, we performed afterwards you know and let's 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 be real i'm not the skinniest guy ever i'm built like a linebacker and i look like you know i, I look like i i like my you're hot guy. you're hot I, okay. <laughs> so it was a thing too where like before la i was like i wonder how they're gonna respond to me you know but we of course we have like the guys that could be chippendales in the show as well but it's been it's been pretty cool to see when we go to these places where like you know la has the reputation for you have to look like a ken doll you know, that sort of right. thing. But people, even guys that were in the crowd that looked like Ken dolls, loved it. Like they, it's it's striking a chord anywhere we go, which has been great to see. Well, yeah. And on casting, what's it like casting for Baloney? Because, you know, you are open to all types, but it has to, it seems like it would have to be a person that is willing to go there. You know, with Hollywood now, you're seeing naked straight people having gay sex on camera so <laughs> what's it like casting for baloney that's right yeah it's it's interesting now how 
now I feel like mainstream is starting to open up to gay sex. Like for a while, there have been gay representation in media, but gay se- a very certain type of gay representation. And only now do I feel like gay sex is starting to get out there and it's being cast by straight people doing it. But, you know, that's, that's just a little sidebar. But I'd say for us, we have to... It's, a, it's an interesting kind of person that that really vibes with baloney. Nobody in the show is a professional stripper or burlesque dancer. Um, we all come from various different walks of life. Some are more from the theater background. Some are more from dance. Some are, you know, bank managers who just right. moonlight as gay strippers. Straight married bank workers that like, he and this Aaron, he's in the movie and his whole thing is he just loves like parading around in thongs with a bunch of gay dudes. He just loves it. He's just a total yeah, weirdo. I love that. There's a great line in the movie that straight people can be queer. Yeah. I love that line. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so it's not even necessarily that you have to be gay or that you have to be a man to be in baloney. Um, but you do have to have that um, that willingness to bear yourself, right? That that's that's right. the big question that I ask everybody that comes in. That and I found as we were talking about earlier, just the. Um, the change in all of us, I found that something that gave me such pause before, something that, well, I don't want to be objectified by people. Now, I, I gain so much power from that. And as does everybody else in our cast, we've just taken ownership of our bodies and of showing our bodies um, and uh, taken power and ownership over our own sexuality. And it's so funny when you just make that that mental switch in your head that that like I'm going to strip off these clothes in front of these people and I'm going to take their reactions and I'm going to own that that it just it starts to give you a kind of confidence that even if you were faking it before yeah. now it starts to become real and right. so people as long as they're willing to to bear themselves in that way I think that they can start to be a good fit for baloney and you have to have some sort of performance you know there's a lot of people that have no problem taking off their clothes in front right. of people yeah. They want. They can't wait to do that. But there's right. also sort of, you know, we do have to have a certain amount of magnetism on stage, a certain amount of talent that we can work with so that we can also tell the, the it's, it's a little more complicated, as Rory said, than just kind of standing there and stripping. There's also an acting and a dance and a, and a performance element that has to go along with that. So finding the balance between that. Plus, we, we really want our cast to be reflective of the city that we live in. We want to be diverse in how we present race and ethnicity and gender expression. So we're always looking to that as well. What does the larger cast of Baloney tell you about the place that you're in right now? So body diversity, age diversity, and racial and gender diversity is always going to be important to how we cast. Yeah, and, you know, on talking about the staging of the show, oftentimes there's several guys on stage and it it's a really tight show. Rory, you're the choreographer. Uh, shout out to you. I was looking at your Instagram and I loved your rendition of Janet Jackson's If, one oh, of my favorite. Thank you. Yes, I got, I got whiplash after that class, so I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> it's really great. You guys got to watch that. Um, but what's it like because the... Um, choreographing obviously you can do like a you know if choreography um, but what's it like doing balonies which are tell a story and they don't you know a lot of those types of stages can feel muddled and but yours isn't Um, how did you do how do you go about that thank you yeah I mean so 
funny enough, before bologna really took off my main bread and butter, and it still is, it's, we're, we're coming back again at the end of the summer, but I worked with Peaches Christ, who's, a, oh, you know, like the, the legendary queen here. So I staged those big uh, movie parody numbers at the Castro Theater. So like, you know, any, any of those Rue girls, um, ter- the reason my hair is now silver is basically because of them. So, and it, what I loved about those numbers too was that it sort of like gave me a footing of okay, if we're doing the opening number of Death Becomes Her, like Meryl Streep's big me production number, which by the way we're doing again with Ben and Jinx in Ooh. August. So that's, oh. that's sort of a recreation. But there's I, I loved finding my footing with those numbers where like the story has to move the show along as well, and then sort of applying that stuff to baloney too with where the movement does tell the story as well and what i love about baloney too we were talking about casting before there's maybe a rolling group of 15 to 20 of us that come in and out for different shows but i'd say maybe three or four are trained dancers and some have a you know telling right from left is a little bit of an issue and all this stuff so it's sort of all those numbers you saw though included people that are trained and people that don't know right from left so it's sort of my job to find the middle ground of things that are dynamic and look great and make sure i'm not leaving anybody in the dust or leaving more skilled people behind so it's really kind of like finding that medium with these numbers so thank you for your kind words oh no of course yeah and i mean i gotta imagine You've been doing baloney for several years now, but what was it like watching the film, seeing it all out there, seeing the commentary, the very, there's some really great profiles of some of the individual cast members that really give a deep down look on their, their particular story and how they've come, how the show, how they've dealt with their sexuality or personal issues that you get to see. What was it like for you two seeing it? on the screen we were saying michael if i could take the wheel we were saying like when we were such i think appropriately so like control freaks about like (laughs) (laughs) right because you weren't in control yeah Yeah, we we should shout out to the director yeah the thing is too like every night you know like thursday opening night yay great show but make sure with this like this costume thing is off point your toes don't forget about this you know you notes right always notes and yes and and, you know movies are so finite and and i know i am one of those like annoying people that's like my real love is the stage and it's because of that it's because like oh this didn't get as much of a laugh as i thought let's fix it tomorrow whereas with this movie you know we did the interviews and they filmed stuff and then like now when when we realized i mean let's be real we love joshua so much michael but our director joshua gersey when he first started filming us I thought this thing was going to be screened in his basement for a couple of friends. So then like (laughs) we had our big frame line premiere and it's like, we're walking in the red carpet and I'm thinking back, like, what did we say? Like, what? This this was three years in the making the the filming of this. So, you know, you just kind of, after a while it became wallpaper. Just, of course, the crew is going to be there. Of course, we're going to do the thing, but you, we stopped really thinking about, which is good. I think that's why it's so natural because the cameras right. just became a part of our process. But keep going, right. Rory. Really I'm sorry. Right. But then, you know, at the premiere, we're there. We walk the red carpet. We go in and we sit down. And again, like we had absolute trust in Joshua, of course, but we knew that other people were interviewed and all this stuff. And, and they have this moment where it's like, oh God, is this going to be like the final episode of, of the comeback where it's like this terrible. Oh, I love yeah. that. One of my favorite <laughs> shows of all time. Favorites of all yeah, time, yeah, mine totally too. Right. Like complete- I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were worried about. Totally yeah. Crazy. We were, it's like, you know, and of course, like everybody said the nicest stuff and it's just, it's like this really wonderful thing. It's like, and, and, 
funny enough, though, in my mind, I'm like, is this going to be interesting to other people when they see this? Because for me, I'm like, oh, look, we look great, but it's my friends, you know, but it's gotten such a great reception. But again, there is that moment of you know, even watching yourself in these talking heads. And I'm sure if you go back and listen to podcasts, it might be like, oh, why did I say that? Or why did I? Exactly. Think that? <laughs> it is. So for me, I, you know, I, I, I again, I, I'm so thrilled with the film and I'm so happy it's going to get this exposure and people are seeing it. But, you know, I, you'll find me on stage for sure. <laughs> well, and as you were as you were saying, you know, one of the things that really struck me was getting to see what members of the company had to say about the company um, in the film, because, you know, we've been doing this for years with these people, but, but when do you ever sit down and talk about what the work means to you with your friends? You know, like, what do you, I just feel like friends and, and especially with the, with the kind of work that we're doing, we just don't have time to sit down and be like, okay, now let's talk about how baloney has impacted your life. You know, we're too busy being like, okay, now get on the chair and grind on the lap. You know, we're too, we just don't have those kind of conversations. So to hear how people, what it meant to people, um, behind the scenes and how it had affected their life so positively. I think that was the major thing about the movie that really struck me was just to know that, that we, we weren't alone in how we were thinking about baloney and we, and we weren't the only ones that felt that it was this special, you know, obviously they keep returning year after year to do the show, but it was really nice to hear how deeply people felt and, and what a positive impact it had made in the lives of the performers. And we really got to learn about that through the movie, which was amazing. Right, yeah, the power of the power of film, and the, and the film has such heart. I think is what you also get from it. I think it's going to, you know, pe- you're, more people are going to learn about it. There's a great, uh, well, not really great, where you're talking about promoting, just marketing for baloney, and how we get this on our show a lot because we're talk about gay sex, so. You know, one of our Instagram accounts was taken down and it wasn't anything that we were posting that was even that explicit, but with algorithms and as I can, as I'm sure you can attest to, (laughs) don't know how to filter all that out. And you talk in the show, it's hard to even promote Facebook doesn't even let you put ads. So there's a great scene of you going around the city, just putting up old school posters to promote (laughs) it. But I think this film is going to introduce it to an international audience, which is so exciting. Yeah. Speaking of which, Michael, have you postered since I left? I'm going today. I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have an upcoming show, correct? We do. Yeah. And that's how we do it. We, you know, our major promotional budget is printing costs for posters because we years ago we got blacklisted by most social media we just once you're on the list that you are porn you cannot put out an ad but you know it's just kind of amazing to me that all the other things that are allowed to be out there we won't go into that now but right there is such a stigma against gay sex and um you know, and so we had to learn to be scrappy about that right away. So we're, we are firmly in the underground, even still now as sort of a San Francisco institution, we still find that there are people that don't know about us because they're, you know, it's how, do, how do you find it out? So word of mouth has really been our biggest thing. I'm, I'm very curious. There's no way to really know what, what impact the movie will have, but except that it will be more awareness than before. So I will say though, that it's an interesting phenomenon. If you do go to baloney, um, 
Facebook right now, every now and then there's something where it's like you, you have you have nine nine notification nine comments on this post. We're like, oh, let's look at it. Every now and then, one of our our posts will go completely viral and it will go around the world. And it says Millions a million people have reacted. A million people. Wow. And and we're like, oh wow. And this is some innocuous thing where we have like you know, Slade and Jules are making out in this post that we did years ago, three years ago, and somehow it hits the algorithm and it goes around the world. And the reason that we find out about it is because those nine comments that we just got are, I'd say seven of them are puke emojis. Yeah. Oh my God. Two of them are, 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 when you do the Google translate, it's, you know, man and woman only. It's just sort of like, you get to see what a bubble we truly are in when, when one of these posts do go viral and you get to see just how much hate pours out from people. And I don't even know where in the world they are. There's, but it's just, it is kind of mind boggling every now and then when we do hit the algorithm, how it's like, yes, you know, yes. there's maybe, there's maybe one or two people that are like, this is hot, so hot, you know, but, but for the most part, it's oh, yeah. almost, we just kind of laugh when we scroll through. We're just like, these people need to get a life. They just came here to do a puke emoji on this, yeah, we, you know, yeah. this guy's kissing. It's not we, even that bad. <laughs> we learned that love is universal and puke emojis. Are universal. Yeah. We, oh no! If you, so if anybody out there does see the film, come in and say something nice and, and scroll. You'll see there's puke emojis from all over the world. So, <laughs> we really are making an impact. We we're, really we're are bringing people together. <laughs> well, I love it. Um, the I love the film so much. People should see it. The documentary behind the scenes of Bologna is coming out on VOD June seventh. Very excited about that. Um, Michael, Rory, thank you so much. This is, I'm so excited for, to see the reaction because I love the movie so much. And um, you can see Baloney in San Francisco at the Oasis, July 7th through the 14th. Is that correct? Uh, through the 16th. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, oh, Saturday. Yeah. And pe- where should people go to find out, direct people to your website yeah. and, or how you want people to follow? Um, our website is sfbaloney.com. That's B-A-L-O-N-E-Y. It's the nonsense spelling of baloney, not the meat spelling, <laughs> although we get that a lot. Um, yeah, so check out sfbaloney.com. There's information about all of our social media and about our upcoming show. And uh, our ticket sales are on there as well. Nice, nice. Well, thank you so much. Thank it's been you. Such a pleasure. Absolutely. Yes. Thanks for having us. I hope we'll see you at the show. And and if you're there, we will definitely bring you up on stage and give you a lap dance. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. Please, <laughs> please. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God, Perfect. Guys, I'm all I'm shirtless and I'm all sunscreened and greased up. I thought we'd be on camera. Bummer. Hot. I'm actually. Oh my God. I'm at the Jersey too. Shore. How funny. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear clothes just in case. No, me too. Oh, I shoot, and I was too. I'm in Palm Springs, hey. so you know how it goes here. There it goes. Something fun for the audience to imagine. Just, if, yeah, if you guys exactly. have a Patreon, we'll send selfies. <laughs> there you go. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you guys Thanks so much. Absolutely. You. All right. Bye bye. Bye. I love those guys and I'm gonna definitely take them up and go see the show and get pulled up on stage. Who knows what will happen? Check out this film though, June 7th on VOD because I think it's a great way to celebrate Pride Month and definitely check out Baloney the next time they are live in San Francisco. Well, we are live this Wednesday for Tags Live. Cody, Maurice, Doggett, and myself at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Join us. All information is at tagspodcast.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. 
talking Instagram, the TikTok, Twitter, at Tags Podcast, at Tags Podcast. And in the meantime, continue having hot gay sex. <laughs> <laughs>